Hey y'all, um, we got a surprise episode, live streaming episode for this week's Hardcore Honeys. Uh, yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, Jade, uh, considering how crazy the past few weeks have been just in general right now, and now it's been quieted a little bit, um, are we going to be seeing this kind of quiet this uh, until the trade de deadline or we're going to be seeing some more things i don't know it's so hard to say like it feels like any day anything could happen it, it's almost not even surprising when crazy stuff happens in the nba anymore so I, I think it would be nice to have a little bit of quiet so we can focus on the game a little bit more but i don't know if i believe that's going to happen uh, probably not considering how this since you're like you're right the way the season's going uh shay are you able to find basketball news in oklahoma yes <laughs> they're trying to say we don't have basketball news in the state yes. well you've been having internet issues lately so i'm just oh, curious that's a nice oh. save taylor nice save <laughs> look i was just at a at a friend's house and they were saying that they also have spotty internet in this Town. So that makes me feel a little bit better that I'm not the only one that has spotty internet because they have like something that they're doing for their like brand and they're literally running a hotel in Tulsa this weekend to make sure that it like launches properly. So like, yes, uh, our town is small, it's beautiful, but it does not have the best Wi-Fi. I can still get basketball news though, I promise. <laughs> you can still get basketball news? Okay. You don't have to worry about us just putting it up on Slack. Um, I mean, I do like that too, but you know, it's fine. I mean, it's the constant update with things. So yeah, this week, job. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what constantly ear on the ground with it. Um, so this week's episode, it's going to be a little bit about the Bradley Beal saga that's going on with him and the Wizards. And then also we're going to dabble with what's up with Shaq and his beef with Player, star players in the league right now. He just feels like he can mention anything over anyone right now. So get right into this today. Well, let me just find my stuff for you. See, this is what everyone, this is what you miss out when you see the live show. Right. Well, you and shout that. out to my sister who just commented, it's beautiful there. Wi-Fi is iffy. So first off, Blair, I know you're driving right now. Watch the road. <laughs> Second, I got a fan. My own blood, but yes, I have a fan. Okay. Well, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. So, first things first. Jade, do you see the uh, the Wizards trading Beal right now, considering his stock is high? I mean, if you were ever going to, it seems like the time um do i think they should i don't think they should i think um i think people are overreacting a little bit to the fact that you know westbrook got there and beal is there and it didn't mesh immediately um nba fans are notorious for overreacting to things too soon and i think that might be a bit of what's happening with the wizards right now i don't think they should trade them i don't think i would be surprised if they did um, but I, I don't know. 
Yeah. Like, it's just one of those things, like, I can see it going either way. I don't understand why. It, I think the thing is that I don't understand why it's as big a deal as it is, other than some other stuff I know we're going to talk about later. But, like, I don't think there's a big enough problem that they should be talking about trading him yet. Uh, Shay, if the Wizards do shape, ship him out, uh, who could use him in the league? One thing about Be uh, Beal, anyone could use him. So and that's what I was about to say. Is like it's it's a hard thing because one, I do think that the Wizards should keep him, um, but also it's hard because we're also seeing a lot of teams underperform that we expected to do really well. I mean, the Mavs right now are are struggling, um, and that's like a team that immediately I'm like. I wonder how Bradley Beal would do there just because he is like, you know, a powerhouse of a player. And right now they kind of need that. But that to say, what if the Mavs get back on track is a player like Bradley Beal, would that undermine him as a player just because they already have a stacked roster? So would another team be, you know, more likely to use him? I mean, I'm always going to go back to my boy, Jeremy Grant. I think that Jeremy Grant would be a great person to start building a team around in Detroit, especially because like, don't they still have Blake Griffin who, who even is that guy anymore? So like if we could get another couple of key players in, in Detroit to support Grant, I think that that would be a killer team because he is showing out. Um, but yeah, those are the first two that come to mind. Jeremy Grant, isn't he a little bit older? He's having a killer season though. No, he yeah. is. I guess he's younger than me. So no, yeah, he's he's only twenty six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can okay, yeah. build a team around a twenty six year old. Okay, come on. No, you can't totally. Like now seeing that, oh gosh, ouch. Hurts the hurts. The <laughs> I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Oh. 94? Oh, oh, you guys no. are killing me right now. Can we not? <laughs> I, well, I'm now experiencing the time of that of players being the same age as me so it's it's yeah. been a little used to that happened to me like eight years ago exactly <laughs> so you know the exact feeling of it all jay if they the wizards can't trade be uh beal can westbrook and him play harmoniously any reason why not unless there's a lot going on that is not being made public knowledge I think they're both stand-up guys I don't think I neither of them fall into that category of me as, as, as selfish basketball players I just think it's going to take them a little more time like there, there always seems to be this urgency with basketball now and I get it because things change so quickly players are moving all the time nobody stays anywhere long term as a general rule even stars like stars used to get drafted and play their entire career with a team and that doesn't happen anymore so there just isn't that same buffer time for players to get comfortable with each other for players to become better at playing to develop chemistry um i think they can play together i don't i haven't seen anything that would lead me to believe that it's impossible uh, Shay, since you are our Westbrook uh, info person, uh, is there a way for the Wizards to turn the season around with Westbrook and Beal? Can Westbrook do it? Look, the biggest issue that Russell Westbrook has and always has had is himself. And I think <laughs> 
some frustration, but he's up in his head. He's up in his head. It's so, you know, I, I hope that he can pull it out. I want to be positive, but I also, it doesn't look super likely. I'm not going to lie. Um, was it yesterday? Oh, he had a game, uh, a game closer, something like that, against the Nets. About the Nets, yeah. That was I saw that game. I saw some highlights of it, and that would have been a fun one to watch. That was that was classic Westbrook. I mean, like exactly on the season, he's averaging twenty points, uh, seven rebounds, and. Oh, wait, sorry. That's his totals. Better than that. Almost 10 rebounds, almost 10 assists. He's almost averaging a triple-double with 20 points a game. So, like, okay. I don't understand why there's such a large reaction to what's going on. Anybody who expected the Wizards to be great all of a sudden because Westbrook Reveal was there, that's not realistic. Right. They're still the Wizards. And neither of those guys is LeBron James. I do want yeah. to combat that 41 points in the win to three nights earlier, or two games earlier. He had nine points, and he only had uh, he had four turnovers and six assists. So no, but that's his only game all season. Not no, no the game, the game before he uh, he shot four for sixteen. I'm just talking efficiency wise. Yeah, I mean that's where has, my word has that ever been something that Russell Westbrook was really known for though, efficiency? No. So there we go. I mean But it makes I, me wonder what a, a different coach would do because let's be honest, like Brooks, come on. There has to be like the fact that Brooks hasn't been able to do much with like you said, this this duo isn't like a a, a super great duo. But you do have players that should be performing higher. What is off in the like coaching and management of these two players that maybe we're not seeing? Actually, going into my next question with the Jade, because the Wizards are struggling to get Beal and Westbrook to mesh, is Scott Brooks to blame? I don't think so. I mean, this just goes back to my thing. It's like, it has not been that long. Like, honestly, it hasn't been that many games. But I think people are overreacting. Uh, we're, we've gotten used to this idea that when superstars move, stuff is supposed to happen right now. It's not going to work that way every time. I think it's too soon to be talking about blame. I think it's too soon to be talking about trading and and all of that stuff like and it's still the wizards this is not the lakers or the heat or the like this is not a big market franchise it's the wizards they've been bad for a long time that does not turn around overnight would you say that's because of all the special treatment all the other star players have been getting lately that everyone just expects Oh, there's a player that's not happy. They're done. They're gone. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some Kool-Aid being drunk in the NBA right now. Bless you. Sorry, yeah, I, I didn't have to mute it, so I was like, it's, it's going on. 
Um, yeah, there's Kool-Aid. It's, it's Kool-Aid. And I mean, LeBron made the Kool-Aid when he went to Miami. And now it's getting to the point where everybody thinks they should, that like, that's how it's going to work. Oh, uh, we have a comment from Hicks 7 He says, Westbrook is particularly hard to play alongside as well. I can't speak to that. I don't know Westbrook well enough. I do. <laughs> Pick up games Personally. at the Y. Oh yeah, you, you played against Brody. I was try, I was like, not. I can't speak. I don't know what's going on. Oh, that, that burn could have been great, but you really fumbled that one there. Right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, like bur- burning you now. Shay, are you impressed how professional Bradley Beal has pretty much remained while? His name has been bouncing around everywhere. I mean, anytime put in the news in the same way that he is and just kind of stays chill about it, I'm impressed. Especially because we've seen some of the worst of worst when it comes to like, I mean, Harden, I mean, I think uh, uh, KB and his Twitter accounts. I mean, we've seen some weird stuff, especially in the last like five to 10 years. So the fact that like, Bradley Beal just stay chill, like, Sure. Like I think that's good, but I also, I also think that like when NBA players really do defend themselves and not like I said in a professional manner, I get it because shoot, when people come against my writing, like I also want to like go on Twitter and be mean to them and stuff. It's it's my trade. It's like what I do. Like you know, you're coming against what I do as a professional, and that's my personality to go against you and be like, no, I'm gonna stand up for myself because like I can. So like either way is fine. I think the good thing there is if you do put yourself out there and defend yourself like that, you have to be ready for people to be like, oh my god, you're defending yourself because you gotta own whatever your action is and. Um, that's like again the the difference you've seen with like Harden or like a Kevin Durant who's like I don't have like fake Twitter accounts and like this you do like own it like own it if you did yeah. it own it fine it's so, too late at that point to to try and backpedal right. like just I I messed up I won't I, well I I was gonna say I won't do it again but I don't believe right. that <laughs> I'll be quieter next time. Yeah, exactly. I won't get caught. I won't get caught. (laughs) We have another comment. Having a big three doesn't translate to success for every team. Example, mid-90s Mavs. I love that team, but they 100% correct. Right. The idea that it's going to work is silly. And I've said it before. I'm going to say it again until it no longer applies. Nobody who has made the choices of who they were going to play with has made it work. Whose name was not LeBron James. It hasn't worked anywhere else. It might work in the nets just because that's just a lot of talent. I hate that. It's probably going to work. Me too. But like that, that's a lot to bet against. And now that their initial circus has seem to calm down like if they can keep locked in there it's a lot of talent on a, a, an eastern conference that is right to be dominated yeah i mean the eastern conference has been getting better lately so it's been they, hard they're better but they're still like 
the three of them in one team is going to be it, yeah. It, that's a, that's a steep hill to climb. That's yeah. that's three teams that could be comp- competing for playoffs. Mm-hmm. If John Wall wasn't traded for Westbrook, Jade, would we be seeing this kind of Beal situation of being traded? I think maybe. Um, I don't know. I think it all depends on how they play together. But I I feel like Beal and Wall in in Washington had kind of run its course. Um, So I think if he was still there, there would still be this chatter because it was time. And if they hadn't, everybody knew it was time. If they hadn't done it when they did, it still would have been, now it would have been past time. So I think a lot of this conversation probably would still be happening. I think the conversation would be more appropriate to be happening if there, if there hadn't been a trade because they've been on the same team for a long time. Right. I think that conversation makes more sense if there hadn't been a change. Well, I'm sorry. There was a change. Jeez. I mean, it's not your fault, I guess. (laughs) That we know of. (laughs) You heard it here first. Shay, is Bradley Beal speaking the truth when he says he doesn't want to trade, or is he just saying that to not cause so much drama? I mean, it could be a little bit of both. Like, maybe he doesn't want to start drama, but maybe he doesn't want to trade. Like, you know, it could be either side of it. Um, it also, I mean, I, I constantly am thinking about how these guys who, when they do get traded, you have to uproot your entire family, yourself, your community, and you're going, like, of course, like you say that it's not like me getting a new job in a totally like, different state. Uh, you're part of the NBA. So, like, I'm sure you're taking care of community-wise, you have the connections of the NBA, all of that, but it's still an uprooting. And if you really like Washington, which, I mean, I have friends that live in D.C. that love it there. And uh, so maybe it has something to do with that as well. But also maybe it is just a little bit of being hesitant and not wanting to shoot yourself in the foot and demand a trade for a franchise that could, because of their history, not being very successful, they could use some change in their front office, possible coaching. You know, I don't think that, yes, the Westbrook, Beal thing is not totally working right now. Okay, we can see that. But I think that's one factor of the Wizards. While the whole franchise needs to be evaluated by the ownership and definitely the front office to see where else there's weaknesses in order to create something better. It's This team is not where it should be, even with the elements that we can see, if that makes sense. So, no, yeah. You might- that. Knowing that there, you know, we don't know. Maybe he knows if there's going to be other changes or if things were said even before the trade. You know, with uh, with Westbrook, other things are like, if this doesn't work, we're gonna blink, blink, blink. You know, so maybe that's why he's like, no, I know other things are coming, so I'm chilling. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if maybe he's he's trying to make his statement without saying it to the media because we know what the backlash is like when when players speak up to the media right like that's that's a real thing but like his behavior in the game the other night seemed to be saying a lot like and and people i'm sure are aware of this but like there was the possession where he was just standing there on defense like he or was it i think it was offense i think the wizards had 
He's just standing there. He like not moving. He didn't look engaged at all. And then there was the timeout in that game where he is sitting like as far away as he could be and still hear what was being said. It seemed like. So like that seems to be saying something too that is not congruent with the idea of I want to be here. Like he doesn't look. He didn't look like he wanted to be there that night. Maybe he was just having a bad night. I don't know, but. It, it seemed pretty obvious that he was displeased. Displeasure all the way on the eastern coast. So, going to go into the Shaq part. So, I'm going to start off with a co- quote that Shaq had about a week ago to Donovan Mitchell. And it says, Shaq, Donovan, I don't think you're as good as you think. Donovan Mitchell's response, I Jade, so Shaq has been attacking All-Stars lately. Why is he all of a sudden going after all these All-Stars? Man, I don't... I, I think he's having a midlife crisis, maybe? I don't know. Like, I watched that live, and it was so cringy. Like, why? Why are you, why are you doing that? I, I did not understand it. It, it. Even thinking about it is making my skin actually crawl. Because, like... It's just such a bad look. Like, right. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand what his problem is, other than maybe he's realizing that he's getting old and he's not going to be relevant forever. But part of the reason he's not going to be relevant forever is because he hasn't been able to keep up with the fact that the NBA is not the same as it was when right. he played. And I think in some ways he thinks it is. And so that his thoughts are super relevant. And a lot of time, they're just not. I mean, how how can one of the most dominant players not be relevant for it? But I get your point with that. I'm just going to go, Shay, what's your take on why Shaq is just going after these all-star players first? I mean, of course, as someone who like works in other parts of the media, my question is also who is telling him to do this? Um, only because that helps ratings. And everything about media is about ratings. So of course, someone is telling Shaq to, you know, ruffle some feathers. He's gonna do it. You already know. Like Shaq is all about attention. And so like, I don't know. I just because like if you think about it. The NBA on TNT has always been a little bit cringy when they do interview All-Stars. I forgot who it was. I think it was, like, KD. And I think Shaq and Ernie, like, got into, like, a little fight in a post-game. And, like, KD's just standing there, like, okay, guys, like, I don't care. Like, ask me a question. And, and, like, that is so cringy for me because I'm, like, can you guys just, like, I like when you guys do that when you're not interviewing someone. But I, like, actually want you to ask him questions so I can listen to what he has to say in this post. Like, so what? it's, like, that's why my first question is who, who came up with this strategy to tell Shaq to ask cringy questions? See, I think it was – if. Hypothetically, you're 100% right. I think it would be as simple as somebody saying, hey, Shaq, we need you to say something um, inflammatory or, or, you know, that's going to get... And Shaq comes up with that on his own. Like, I think he believes it. I I, I believe he he really thinks Donovan Mitchell isn't as good as he thinks he is. And it's like, are you watching the same basketball we're watching? 
Um, but like, yeah, sure. I, it makes sense that it's it's going to be part. It's always going to be partially to grab views and ratings. And I mean, we're talking about it a week later, so it worked. Exactly. Exactly. Jade, would this have gone as would this have blown up as much if Shaq would have kept it to say like Twitter to social media? Um, probably not. I mean, NBA on TNT is a big deal. It's always a big deal when it's on. Also, it was live. Like, that's a big deal. And I thought, I thought the way Donovan Mitchell handled it was gangster. Like, there is no better way. Like, like, sure, Shaq, you're entitled to your opinion. And even though he just said one word, I feel like there was so much subtext. Like, I feel like he said, why do I, why do you think I care what you think? I'm an NBA player right now. And you have like, I feel like I could just come up with so much subtext of what Donovan Mitchell must've been thinking, but the fact that he kept it to one word and was just like, I thought that was the best response he could have, but the fact, like it puts him on in such a spot to like, to say somebody, something like that to somebody right after they finished a game and a big win. A big win. A big had win. a great game. Yeah. They if, had, it, if it hadn't been the part, the fact that it was live, I think, made it so that it it's bigger than it would have been otherwise. Because so many people were watching it go down live. Mm-hmm. Right. I think of like other things that have happened live too, where like even just putting it, even though social media wasn't as big when like um what's her face o'connor like ripped the picture of the pope on snl or when kanye west stole the microphone like those are moments of like pop culture history that we still talk about and obviously i don't think this one is as big as that but you put those on social media they wouldn't be talked about you know what i mean like same with Shaq. like Shaq's just weird things and stuff but then the fact that it's also donovan mitchell who is honestly Okay, I haven't met the guy, but I get like such good vibes from him. He just seems like a solid dude. Like, yeah. he's he's constantly talking about social justice issues. He's constantly calling people, you know, or bringing attention to certain topics, and and is so on board with a lot of these things that it's like it also hits a little differently when it's like a solid dude like John. I I will reference. I will go back a little bit and mention that. Shaq did did say he was a fan of the game of Donovan's game, and he was hoping that this was going to be a launching pad for him to go more to give him like a chip over his shoulders. So. I forgot that part. I'm glad yes. you brought that up because to me that made it worse. Like I don't know who Shaq still thinks he is. That Shaq Diesel. <laughs> like. Donovan Mitchell is a consummate professional. He plays hard. Right. He works hard at his game. He, he keeps his nose clean. Like, what does Shaq really think he has to impart to him that's going to change his view on himself as a basket? Like, does he think Donovan Mitchell is that insecure? That, right. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't get it. Shay, will Shaq ever learn that the game will never go back to the traditional playing style that he always mentions? No, because that would mean admitting that 
he would not be as successful in the game today as he thinks he is or would be. I think in Shaq's mind, he really thinks that if he were just to be thrown on a team right now, he would make that team like 50 to 100% times better. And it, <laughs> that's not true. Like Shaq's game would not work today, honestly. I mean, we are seeing even really great centers who don't work in today's game. There's just a certain change that he would have to admit to himself and and i think that's what jane means by like the the like not being relevant because sure like Shaq, kobe you know lebron um and then you even go to to others like magic johnson these are all guys that are going to be names that like our kids and their kids are going to talk about if they like basketball i mean i add that disclaimer in just in case but like that doesn't mean that Shaq would be a good player in today's nba he will never admit that because I he mean, thinks he's the best. Even looking at the Western and Eastern Conference Players of the Month, where Jokic and Embiid this month for January, he cannot play with those guys. Like he doesn't have he did it, he didn't have the versatility, he didn't have the handles, he didn't have the jump shot. Like those guys are multi-dimensional players. Centers at the time when Shaq played basketball had one job to do. They guarded the paint and they made they scored in the paint. That was it. That's all they had to do. He dominated at that absolutely, but you can't get by on that game anymore. Yeah, you walk out to the three point line and Shaq has to go out there. That's a huge weakness right That's, there. Like you leave that wide open a hundred times out of a hundred. Like. When Shaq was playing, that's where it was a perk if your center could shoot a jump shot. Mm -hmm. Now it's required. Yep. Uh, Shay, if Shaq started his career today, could he have morphed into this style? Or is he just lost cause with that? Repeat that one more time. You broke up for a second. Okay. If Shaq started his career today, could he have morphed his game to match this kind of style? Oh, I don't think so. Um, again, he is he's a prideful dude. He is such a great sports commentator now, especially. I mean, he and he had pride for a good reason. He was one of the best players of his time and he revolutionized a certain strength of the game that was, you know, I mean, he's Shaq. Like even I okay, I didn't grow up but I had a friend in the first grade who told me about Shaq and she was like in love with Shaq as a player and was like, he's like the greatest man to ever exist. And like that changed the way that I even saw sports. I didn't have anyone teaching me about basketball except for this girl who was at the time a huge Lakers fan. And so we were like Shaq stuff for show and tell. And I'd be like, heck yeah. Like, you know, like that was my cultural touchstone when it came to NBA, just because I grew up in more of a, uh, baseball and football household. So like Shaq is incredible, but I don't think that he would have the same impact if he were say starting today. And that's a hard, that's a hard thing to admit that also doesn't necessarily take away any of his power. Yeah. He, I've been, I've been torn with him lately with stuff. I've been hearing things and I'm just like, I want to, but you're just, Getting a little bit much for me, Shaq. 
Here's here's my answer to that question. Lay it down for me. I think physically and skill-wise, he was probably capable of developing a game that would work in today's NBA. But Shaq got lazy. The game that Nikola Jokic and Embiid and other versatile centers play takes more work. It takes more training. It takes more practice. It takes more. And Shaq already, like, as much as he dominated, he could have been a lot better than he was if he had been as dedicated to his craft as Kobe and MJ and those other players that we think of as gym rats that are just always trying to get better. I understand the idea that, like, I can dominate just like this. Let me rest on my laurels. I get it. I'm not mad about it. But Shaq could have been better than he was. And I I have to wonder if the fact that the game has changed would change his mindset as a young man and make him work harder. Because he would have had to be. He would have been – he would be a flame out if he got drafted in the NBA today. If he got drafted at all. That's a good question, Jay. Where would – if he did get drafted, would he be like a lottery pick? Or are we dropping down to like a late first rounder? I don't. I, I don't remember. Like I. I don't. I've never really watched college ball. Was he? Oh, like, he was crazy. He was crazy good. Compare him to Zion for me, like the hype Zion had coming out of college. Um, he didn't have the hype. The one thing with Zion though is Zion had a YouTube page since he was in eighth grade. Right. That's how Zion got huge. Shaq was right. But what, about their, play, to, what about their play styles and their oh, play their styles? Uh, um, since Zion is shorter or more more condensed, he's much quicker on his feet. Mm. Um, but when Shaq got low, just because of his height alone, if you got him into that like semicircle right at the end of the pit, it's no, it's just it's a dunk. Forget just it. give it to Shaq. Yeah, I don't Especially, think he would be a lottery pick. I would say mid to late first round. Mid to late first? Okay. That's just that was the last second question I pulled out right there just to hear some takes on that. Um, okay. I think we've done some solid chats today, honeys. I think we got some good takes on the Bradley Beal saga in Washington and what they should possibly do. And try to get into the mind of Shaquille Diesel O'Neal and trying to figure out all of his inner beefs with the players right now. Um, so before, though, we go into the fast break, um, today the fast break in the episode is sponsored by PropMe. PropMe is a social wagering platform catered to the everyday sports fan. It has a peer-to-peer betting marketplace for social wagering. It's an all-sports betting platform, including eSports. A company that leads in social wagering innovation, join PropMe on the Google Play Store or Apple App Store today. Sign up and join the movement. Okay, time for the fast break where I ask, I got three questions today. I ask three questions for Shay and Jade that have, they have no prior knowledge to, and I want to hear their quick takes on there. Okay. Over under, how many sponsorships does Shaq have? Jade, I'll go with you first. Over or under? Over under how many? Over, over under 50. Or no, over under <laughs> No, wait, wait. That doesn't make sense. 
Over, over under 40. Over under 40. All time or right now? All time. It's got to be over 40. Like Shaq will plug anything. <laughs> What's your number? What's the number? Uh, 47. 47? <laughs> it's probably high, but like Shaq is in everything. He is. I saw him. <laughs> he was endorsing three different products at a Best Buy. I was like, "What? do you just own Best Buy now? <laughs> um, Shay, how about you? Over under 40 products endorsed. Oh, definitely over 40, and I'm going to go, like, 58. So, Shaq goes, has 50 products so far in his career. Wow. Yeah. He. What's the weirdest one? um, Let me check with that. Um, For me, personally, it's ink cartridges. Yeah, that's the one that always jumps out to me too. Eight cartridges. That's that's one of them that really like, sticks oh, out to me. Who is still printing stuff? My mom. <laughs> there. <laughs> I had that one right on there. <laughs> <laughs> who does that anymore? My family. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, next question. So, you. There are this player is on a fast break, and you're the only player there that's there to defend the hoop. Who are you most scared of on a fast break? LeBron, Zion, or Giannis? Full speed poster dunk. Who are you most afraid of? Jade. I think Zion, just because he is so densely built. And he moves really fast. He's like a boulder. And he's young, right? He's younger than LeBron, so I feel like he's gonna come faster. And he's so much more densely put together than Giannis. I feel like I'm taking the charge, but that one's gonna hurt the most. Okay. Well, I was going like straight up go for the block with it, but okay. So <laughs> um Zion it is. Shay, how about you? LeBron, Zion, or Giannis, full sprint, going at you, going for the block. What's who are you scared of the most? This is so hard. I I don't really know why, but I just feel like maybe that would be the best. Like easiest. I don't know the word. I don't know. I think you broke up a little bit, so we didn't actually hear your pick. That good old, old I don't know. Old internet. <laughs> I know my Wi-Fi sucks. Okay. Didn't I just call it at the beginning of the episode? Wait, what? Did you pick someone? Did you pick someone? What's your final answer? I don't know. Yeah, really I picked Giannis. Oh, okay. We didn't hear you with that. This is a very slow, oh, fast. Oh, I thought break. you guys heard me. No. <laughs> No, we didn't. You cut out. You cut out on us there. Okay. Well, so we Wait. got Giannis and Zion. Okay. And last so question. Last question. This is going to be especially hard for you, Shay. Who is more lovable, Boban or Steven Adams? Oh. <laughs> Wait. Who's more what? Lovable. Lovable, Stephen Adams or Boban? 
Steven Adams or who? Sorry. Boban Marianovich. <sighs> Steven Adams. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. want to cuddle with him. Like, not even like in a like romantic He's or sexual squishy. way. I just think he'd be a great cuddler. Just like sweet oozes as pores. Yep. Shay or Jade, how about yeah. you? I gotta go with Steven Adams too, but mostly because I prefer to look at him than Boban. I know it's terrible, but like I'm a human being, I have eyes. <laughs> they work. I just see the like the videos of him and like Tobias Harris dancing around. Oh yeah. When I heard them get traded apart, I was like, oh. I feel like I feel like they should be like how they treat twins as like orphans or whatever. They were like, we have to keep these they kids. They go together. Like, yeah. okay, we get Tobias. Well, you're also getting a man that's seven foot 12 and uh, <laughs> doesn't have to jump when he dunks. And he likes hugs a lot. Like Boban <laughs> likes hugs. He hugs everyone on the team, like a lot. <laughs> and he's got some little like dance moves with himself too. So that's always fun. A little dance moves. <laughs> Um, He's so cute. But Steven Louise. Adams is cuter. No, I mean, Steven Adams looks like Jason Momoa. We've already discussed this on numerous episodes. <laughs> numerous <laughs> episodes we have talked about this. Yes, exactly. So, today has been a very fun one, especially considering that we are trying something new going live with the actual podcast. But think we've had some great debates and some even more fun and laughs with it. Before we sign off today, do the final sign off. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Hardcourt Honeys, Twitter at HC Honeys with IES at the end, and then our Instagram page at Hardcourt Honeys. Also, you can find us and a bunch of other great podcasts and content at bellyupsports.com. And the Battle of the Sexes during the All-Star break live on Thursday is still coming. Anti-LeBron plus pro-LeBron. And we'll see what happens with that. And then uh, one last mention to the Hardcourt Honey sister podcast, Slapshot, with Sweethearts with Shannon and Meg. Uh, it's real great. I've listened to it. It's super fun. So on that note, see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Bye. Bye.